Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ruth. And today we are talking about Blade Runner. Joining us today is Andre from the Backseat Directors Podcast, and we are super excited to have Andre at a different perspective on today's show. So let's get right to it and talk about Ridley Scott's cult classic sci-fi movie, Blade Runner, The Final Cut. All right, everybody, welcome to We Talk About Movies. Uh, This is the family-friendly movie podcast where we look for plot holes and talk about the whole movie. Uh, That means that we do give spoilers. Make sure you watch the movie before you listen to the podcast. And if you'd like to interact with us, find us on Twitter at WeTalkAboutMovi or Facebook.com slash WeTalkAboutMovies. All right. Uh, we have a very special guest with me. Um, the most special guest, as always, is my wife, Ruth. <laughs> Good save, babe. <laughs> and uh, you can hear as well, we have Andre from the podcast Backseat Directors. Andre, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Very, very honored to be the first guest on your guys' podcast. And uh, yeah, very excited to talk this movie with you. Yeah, we, we're so glad you're here. Uh, and any of our listeners, in case you don't know, um, Andre has a show, Backseat Directors. Um, it's a movie podcast. He has a new guest host every week. Um, his wife was on the show on, on episode two. That's the one my wife and I like because we like to hear um, husbands and wife uh, going at it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a really good show. And, and you'll hear now and you'll hear when you go listen to his show. He, he's so passionate about movies and, and we're really excited to have him on the show. So, um, Andre, why don't you give us a little bit about how you came to be so passionate about movies and, and, uh, just a little history about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my podcast isn't, uh, it's not, it's not very, very, uh, old. Uh, it's been around for just a few months. Um, but it actually, it had been a topic on my mind, something that I had thought about for quite a while, just because I, I listened to podcasts quite frequently and all types of podcasts. But, uh, it was my wife though. She was the one that kind of motivated me and, and, uh, kind of kicked my butt into gear to actually start a podcast and, and one specifically about movies. Um, and yeah, we've, we've been married for just over a year and ever since we have dated and since been married, uh, we, we go to movies on a weekly basis. So here in Utah where we live, they have $5 Tuesday, like family nights. And so we, we are, we are at the movies every single Tuesday. And so it, it, you know, we all already go to a ton of movies and, and, uh, we love talking to anybody and everybody that goes and sees the new movies, you know, as we do. And so, yeah, that just kind of, it just kind of evolved from there. It, it started with an idea. Then my wife kept uh, encouraging me to do it and I finally did it. And yeah, I've had her on a couple episodes. She did actually Beauty and the Beast is our most downloaded episode. And so I think you and Ruth have something there, you know, doing a couples podcast. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's called Backseat Directors. I love movies. I love talking about movies and I, yeah, I have a new guest host on every single, every single time. So I'll definitely have you and uh, Ruth on uh, sometime in the near future. Definitely. We, we will try to do it in between our, um, our trip to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Get, getting the new baby out. I was going to say, man, remember when we used to go to the movies every week? I know. We, <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> so when, when Ruth and I started dating, she was in college at 
Texas A&M and College Station. And a movie, like any time in College Station, is like five bucks. With your student ID, yeah. Yeah. So oh, we nice. we watched a lot of movies our first year dating. and um, Well, pretty much until we had kids, really. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I much. think pretty much oh, until man. we so both So both of you are Aggies, huh? No, just me. Just Kevin me. wishes he was that cool. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I wish so bad. Um, you do. Don't lie. Of don't. course. <laughs> yeah, Aggies are a big thing here. No, I, I'm from St. Louis and went to college up there. But oh, okay, uh, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, um, Andre, I want to. We have a little. We know a little bit about you, but I want to. I want to learn a little bit more. So I'm gonna do, uh, as you might call them, some get to know you questions. <laughs> uh, but I won't yeah, do the ones. Good. I won't. Good. I won't do the ones from your show. I know you've you've told me that those are. You're gonna save those for a. A special episode. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, I that. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Thanks for not stealing my stuff. Is what he's saying. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. No, no. I, I honestly, I'd be, I'd be very flattered. And I, you know, so yeah. Our, my first segment in every show I do is, you know, every time I have a new host on, I do some get to know you questions and just, you know, just a way for the listeners to get to know who is on the podcast, but. Um, I, I got my inspiration actually from a Star Wars podcast because they do the same thing with their guest hosts, but they just ask them a bunch of Star Wars questions. And for me, that is my favorite part on their show. And so I, I thought I had to incorporate it somehow into my show. But yeah, no, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm excited. This should be fun. Yeah. All right. So I, I spent the day uh, while I had some downtime at work thinking about some good questions. So um, here's one. And, and Ruth, feel free to answer these too. Um, all right. The first one, when you go to the movies or, or you want to see a movie, let's say it is, it's for me, let's call it Spider-Man homecoming. Like I'm looking forward to it for months or years Yeah. and you have two options. You can either go opening night, but you have to sit in the very front row all the way on the end. Oh my Worst gosh. seat in the house. (laughs) Or your only other option is to see it two weeks after it opens. Oh man, I know that is, my answer. <laughs> that is rough. That is rough. I mean, if you're seeing a movie two weeks after it comes out, and especially if it's a big movie, you you have to totally disconnect yourself from any type of social media. Otherwise, you are gonna get spoiled. Like you're you're gonna find out what happens in the movie. And I hate spoilers. I am I am very anti-spoiler. I'm, I'm very anti-trailer. I, I usually don't watch many trailers for movies either. I feel like most trailers just give too much away these days, but oh man, I, I honestly, I think I would choose the bad seat. I would choose the bad seat. Wow. Um, one, yeah, I, I think for the main reason, just because I don't want people telling me what happens. I want to know. So if I want to know, I got to go, I got to go opening night and I would take that awful, neck wrenching seat i would do it all right <laughs> ruth i know your answer what is my answer kevin you're you're in the middle middle two weeks later <laughs> i am in the middle middle two weeks later you know but i that's why i like our theater because we can uh purchase tickets ahead of time and re- reserve my seats so i would never let that happen to me of no. course <laughs> But no, I, I would rather wait, but I, it's easy for me to disconnect from social media because, you know, I have 60 month old at home. So I don't, I don't know. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably do the, the two weeks later too. Cause really? I, I don't actually care about really? spoilers. I wasn't sure what you were oh. going to say. I've even, I've already read some spoilers about Spider-Man homecoming. I know you have. I think I'm with oh, Andre yeah. on that. I don't want it to ruin it for me. 
No, that that's one of my just biggest joys from a movie is not knowing what's going to happen. And so I, I, I just, yeah, I hate spoilers and I, I love not knowing a thing and going to see a movie, which is kind of hard these days, but yes. yeah, that's, that's my preference. Uh, I'm team Andre on that one. Okay. Team Andre. <laughs> Sorry, babe. I'm here on an island yeah. by myself. That was a good question. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. What was the first movie, Andre, that you saw with your wife? Do you remember? Oh, you know, I actually do. And it, it was, it's, it's pretty forgettable. But I mean, I, I remember it just because of the first time we went to a movie. It was the sequel to Divergent. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm spacing on the name. I think it's, I think it's called Insurgent. Insurgent. I think it is too. Yeah. It was the sequel to Divergent. Very forgettable movie. It was okay. I don't even know why we chose that movie, but yes, that is that was the first movie we went to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good good question again. These are good. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what our first movie was. I was, was gonna but... say, Kev, you're gonna make me look bad if no, you remember I, because I, I, I have don't. No idea. No idea. <laughs> We're the worst couple ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my goodness, my wife my wife and I we dated pretty much just a year and we've been married a year so it hasn't been too long okay good i you know i don't know ours i do know ruth your parents first movie i know we well we talked about it recently because they made another one of those movies that just came out the mm-hmm. alien movies yeah actually the <laughs> director wow. oh. of the movie we're talking about today blade runner Ridley Scott. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did Ridley. Alien, yeah. and he did Blade Runner. So yeah, my uh, parents' first date was Mexican food and Alien, the first one. Oh my gosh! I was like, "Good job, Dad." <laughs> yeah, how could you ever forget that? That sounds like a great date. Oh yeah, I think my mom was like, "Well, okay, <laughs> okay." All right. Um, one last get to know you question, uh, Andre. What is a movie that almost everybody likes but you hate? Um, let me, oh goodness. Uh, Ruth, you might have to go first. I, I'm I'm not sure. Well, hold, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to need a second to think about that. I know that's, you know, that's one of those questions you kind of have to prepare for. Cause I know. you, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to think of, well, gosh, something everybody else liked, but I, well, I, I know, it. I know a more recent, I can do the opposite one that maybe everybody hated, but I actually really liked. Okay. Go for it. Uh, more recently was the King Arthur movie. I, man, oh, I that, wanted that, to that, see that. Yeah, that movie got hammered by critics. I think it only got like a twenty-seven on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And and the guy, the guy that I did the movie review with, he hated it too. But uh, I, it honestly, it's been probably my my second favorite movie of the year so far. It was, wow. I loved it. I thought it was great. Wow. Yeah. I won't even yeah, lie. No, I, I watched a trailer for that, and I was like. Okay, I know everybody keeps saying this is awful, but I want to see it. <laughs> hmm. I, I kind of saw the trailer and thought, I don't care to see it, but I'm well, sure we'll rent it on a red box one day. The first trailer that came out wasn't great, but I saw a different trailer after you and I had seen, I think, the first one that came out. And I thought, oh, that actually doesn't look as bad as I thought. Hmm. So now I really want to go watch it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to get back to you on on your other question, but yeah, that, no, that's a good one. I'll, I'm going to think about that for a while. Okay, yeah, I I am still thinking about your your get to know you question of what is one movie that you would change the ending to. I've been thinking about that for days, and I haven't <laughs> come up with one. anything yet. So <laughs> that's a really well. Hard so one. That, yeah, I I came up with that question just because there's. 
there are a couple movies that I, I absolutely love the movie, but when it comes to the ending, it just makes me cringe. And so, yeah, that's the only reason why I included that one. <laughs> that's a well, good tell, question. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny that you brought up that question, Kev, because let's say, for example, the movie we're talking about tonight, Blade Runner. Now we watched the final cut, which yes. I know there's different endings for whichever version mm-hmm. you watch. But yeah, I was I would have changed the ending because I didn't like it and I was very confused. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. So Ruth is leading us into the the main topic for today, which is. Uh, Blade Runner, the final cut. So real quick, before we get right into it, Blade Runner has a lot of different versions, the theatrical version, there's a director's cut, and then a final cut. Um, I got on Reddit, I, I've, which one should I watch? Uh, they said the final cut. So uh, we did it. We watched. And so I asked Ruth, I was like, have you ever seen this movie? And you told me. I have started that movie at least twice. And never got past the first like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I don't remember why, but I never, something made me stop watching it. And then I had no desire, I guess, to go back to it, which is very uncommon for me. Yeah. It is so, very odd for you. <laughs> yes. I know. I always finish a movie, even if it's awful, just cause I don't know. I have to. Maybe it's a weird OCD thing, but, uh, yeah, this is one of those movies I, I lost interest in pretty quickly. Yeah. So I was, oh, man, <laughs> I was excited. I, you know, this is on like IMDb top 100. It's one of those movies that everyone says you have to see it. It's so great. And I think this podcast is going to be interesting because it's going to go one of two ways. Either, and this all depends on you, Andre, either <laughs> Ruth and I are going to spend the whole time arguing with you about how we think it's terrible and you think it's great or we're all going to sit here and just bash the movie together <laughs> because we hated this movie. Oh man, really? We did. Yeah. No, no. Hey, and that's okay. I mean, gosh, I, I, I want, I love, I love just having open and honest answers to, you know, and opinions to movies, but I, I, I guess I'll just kind of set it up uh, for you guys in terms of what I thought of the movie real quick is I, I have, seen this movie only once before and it was probably 15 years ago. It was a long time and I only saw it once and I have no idea which version I saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you guys picked the final cut because I actually just bought the final cut just on iTunes um, a few weeks ago because, you know, the new Blade Runner is coming out later this year. So I knew I was going to have to watch it anyway. And so I'm glad you guys chose the final cut because that's the, the version I, I, I own. Good. So yeah, I love sci-fi movies. I love sci-fi movies. Probably, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite genres. Uh, and yeah, Blade Runner is regarded as probably like one of the best, if not the best, sci-fi movies ever. And, and you know, and that's just that's just from a lot of you know what fans say and how the movies rated, etc. Um, I mean, I'm looking at IMDb right now, and almost out of 500,000 votes, it has an 8. 8.2 out of 10. So that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, my rating didn't help because I'll bury the lead here, uh, <laughs> or I won't bury the lead. I rated it a two. Oh man! Well, so I I rated it a seven. That was my rating. Um, good. I'm glad because <laughs> I wanted to have a conversation. Where we're not all together just bashing the movie. So we'll tell you what we didn't like. You tell us what you liked and we'll see if, you know, maybe some minds change and, um, this will be a good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Take it away. So my first thing, 
you start off the movie and it, and I usually, so usually we're here talking about the story, talking about the plot, what worked, what didn't, but usually I won't talk about this, but the cinematography on this movie was so, I thought overdone. Um, You have to remember when this movie was made. No, I do. And I remember, and I feel like when they're, they're like slow panning, showing you the city, I feel like, okay, I've seen this. This is Star Wars when it's taking forever to show you the ship. Like this has already been done and that was done years before this one came out. So why are we rehashing this? And, and I felt like the, I don't even know if it was CGI or if it was how they did the shots. But they do not stand the test of time well to me. I think they look very bad, basically. So it's it's spending a whole lot of time showing you this city, you know, Los Angeles and the buildings, and it doesn't look good to me. I'm, well, you I'm can't just so, fault them for that. I mean, well, that's, no, but when it was made, it, when, when I mean, it came out when in eighty eighty two. I eighty two, yeah, yeah. nineteen eighty two. Yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> but I just feel like it doesn't. I don't it's know. It's not their fault they didn't have the technology. But I'm saying <laughs> if I had watched Star Wars A New Hope years before this, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have felt the same way. They, we've already done this. It looked better in Star Wars. Why are you redoing it now? Yeah, that's interesting because uh, obviously like, you know, having me uh, owning the digital copy, there's there's a lot of thing that, things that have been doctored up and, you know, kind of enhanced because it's the digital copy. Or if you own like the Blu-ray or something like that, it's not going to be the exact theatrical version on how it played out in theaters. Right. And so I, I don't I don't know. I Like if I were to watch the original version, I'm not sure how much there would be in terms of a difference. But I my my thought was actually the opposite of yours. Uh, just watching it, I was surprised that this movie was made in 1982 uh, the, from the looks of it. I was thinking more like 1992 right before kind of like the Jurassic park era where CGI really took off. But uh, um, it, it, for me, it didn't look as dated as I, as I had thought. Um, yeah, no, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. But as I, it, I mean, so, I mean, I know you're a big star Wars fan as this compares to star Wars. Do you think it was better or worse? Uh, gosh, when, I mean, so Return of the Jedi came out a, a year after, so 1983. Return of the Jedi, you could watch that nowadays and and not even realize that they're not using computer animation, you know, right. like like the Return of the Jedi is leaps and bounds ahead of Blade Runner. I would say it's probably on par. I don't know, it's kind of like a middle between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um yeah, I, I'd be interested to know like what their budget was. I, I should, probably should have looked that up before, but just their budget on how much they spent to you know really, really make this movie look good. But yeah, okay. So to me, that just didn't work for me. Um, and I'll talk generally before I get into any of the specific plot issues that we have. But it was slower than molasses. It felt like walking through like knee deep mud getting through this story everything moves so slow and i i mean honestly if i was not doing a podcast on this movie i probably would have stopped watching i know (laughs) ruth likes to finish movies i probably halfway through would have just been like i don't need to see the end i'm done see i had no comment on your first comment that you're you know Mm -hmm. with all of the technological stuff but i'm with you i thought it was very slow 
Yeah, you know, that that second part where, you know, you really when Rachel comes over to uh Deckard's apartment, you know, and they talk, there are two scenes where she comes over. Those scenes are are just painfully slow. And that that whole middle part of the movie just it, it really, really dipped for me. And I, I totally agree with you. I thought I thought the beginning was pretty good. I was intrigued in the story and, and where they were going with this. And then the ending, I think the ending kind of it, it grasped my attention once more. But yeah, I, I'm with you. The the movie the movie was very slow. Very slow. It was. And uh even people that like it I know say, yes, it is slow, but it does all these other great things and you know, Ruth and I, our our perspective is is typically, was this an entertaining movie? Did I enjoy it? And just for this one, we just didn't. Um, Not but, really. But so, Andre, what what did you enjoy about it? You're rating a seven out of ten. So, um, tell me something you really liked. What's a highlight of this movie for you? Okay, so for me, a lot of these these movies have similarities in terms of the ones that I really enjoy, and that's to kind of just these questions about humanity and what makes us human um you know so more recently uh the ghost in the shell came out another movie that that bombed in the box office but i actually really enjoyed uh they're just these movies anytime anytime you're dealing with with robots or um you know just uh, yeah ai artificial intelligence um whatever they might be clones you know where where these these creatures or creations are very human and almost human and yet they're not treated as human. And so I, I, those kind of stories really, really grasp me. And so I I take a lot of interest in those types of movies. And so this kind of had that, obviously it has the same, same storyline with the uh, replicants. Um, I, I just felt like they really didn't do a good job of introducing you to what replicants were. They, they had, you know, the very beginning of the movie, they had the intro, you know, and they had, they had the few sentences explaining, you know, how replicants came to be and then where, you know, what happened to them. Um, but th- there just wasn't enough background in introducing you to replicants and, and really the story of replicants. But, uh, for me, I, I just, yeah, I love those kind of movies. I love the stories that just ask you, make you ask questions about, you know, you know, what, just what makes us human. Uh, what about us, you know, uh, in terms of our qualities, uh, are unique among other creatures and things like that. But, uh, um, I, I'm a big Harrison Ford fan. Uh, so any, any Harrison Ford movie, even the bad ones I'll watch just cause I love Harrison Ford. Yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, and, uh, but I actually, I really liked, uh, the, the replicant, uh, Roy. So he was kind of the main bad guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he did an excellent job in terms of acting. Um, but, uh, yeah, those were kind of my highlights. Other than that, I probably have more things to complain about than, than uh than i do highlights but uh yeah just just off the top of my head those are my initial highlights so my question and and i am with you conceptually on the idea that when a movie shows you know how human is a robot something like that those are really interesting concepts and questions for me to ponder but i didn't even think about that watching this movie because the movie to me never gave me a reason to care about literally anyone yeah. I didn't care about Deckard because he was he was sleepwalking through life, right? His only thing in <laughs> life was a being a blade runner, but he didn't even want to be a blade runner. They had to pull him back in. Like 
I didn't care about him. I didn't care about any of the replicants. None of them had any sort of character development that, that interested me. So I never even got to the point mentally where I was like, oh, let me think about if these replicants were real life because I, I, ne- I just never cared that much. Right. So those were actually some questions that I wanted to ask you guys and just get your take on it. Uh, just because I was a little bit confused as well. You know, so, so Harrison Ford, Deckard, he, he is in retirement and they ask him to come back because they need his help. Apparently he's supposed to be one of the best Blade Runners they've had. And yet his approach and his techniques in terms of hunting down the replicants is so amateur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is very amateurish. And, and a lot of times he gets lucky. Yeah. And he, right. almost, he, he, there are many times where he almost dies and he just gets lucky in terms of how he escapes. And so the comparison I made, like the Harrison Ford that I saw in this movie in terms of how he played his character was Han Solo when Han Solo just got uh, awoken from his, you know, carbonite freezing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he, he can't really see, he can't really move. He's like, like he, yeah, I, I just kind of like you said, he's just, he's just like sleepwalking through life and he's drunk half the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it really, I don't know how many times we asked each other, I thought he was supposed to be an expert. Yeah. He was, why is he so bad at his job? He was really bad. We, I mean, this is, I have so many plot holes and, and, that's a great point, Andre, because a lot of them refer to that. When the first replicant that he killed, it was the girl, the topless girl. and With the yeah. snake. Yeah. yeah. And he had so many opportunities to kill her, but he was talking to her. And like I, maybe he was trying to get some information out of her about well, where the think- other, pe- other replicants yeah. were. That's what I thought. But, but- it just, it, it didn't seem to me like he was doing a good job of interrogating her. It it just seemed like he was kind of making small talk and he had so many opportunities to kill her before she attacked him. So that was something I didn't understand. I thought he should have just attacked her instead of made small talk and then let her beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I I totally agree. I I just thought, you know, if, if Harrison Ford is supposed to be this big, bad blade runner, you know, so good that they had to convince him to come out of retirement yeah, he he didn't seem so good when he was chasing the replicants down. No, <laughs> no he and then like get it, his booty whipped every time. I felt I, like, and at the yeah. end of the movie, he makes the most absurd decisions when he's trying to fight uh, Roy. At the end, he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna climb this bookcase and stand on this like what was it a fireplace or something?" And then he dropped his gun. And instead of climbing down to get his gun, he was just like, oh, I'll leave it. Like, none of this makes any sense when he's fighting this machine that is stronger, faster than him, and theoretically wants to kill him. Although Roy had every opportunity to kill Deckard and didn't. So, And that was another thing I didn't understand at all. Well, that was explained. What? Tell me. Because he said he wanted he wanted him to feel the fear of imminent death just the way yes. that he did. Yes. Boom. Point for me. Yeah. Yeah, which is why he saved him in the end. Yeah. Exactly. Right. 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 When he was falling, he grabbed him. Yeah. And because the, that that's, was actually, that comes back to the whole theme of the humanity. Ken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But if he wants him to feel the fear of imminent death, but he doesn't want him to actually die, why not just well, let him feel the fear and then kill him? Well, because this because, goes into my theory that I have regarding 
Deckard and Roy's overall mission. <laughs> so tell us your theory. Well, so I, you know, Rachel in the middle of the movie, she asked Deckard, you know, there's a certain set of questions that you ask a replicant to find out if they're a replicant, basically because replicants are at least a certain version. They don't have human emotions. So in order to, you know, basically, um, prove to a replicant that you are not showing any type of emotion from these questions that I'm asking you. Therefore you're a replicant. Right. So, so she asked him, have you ever done those questions on yourself? So from that point forward, I started wondering who is Deckard really, right? Like, you know, because she, she herself didn't believe that she was a replicant. So obviously Deckard, if there is a plot twist, if he ends up being a replicant, you know, would he even know it? And obviously he wouldn't. But when she asked that, that's when I started thinking. And then Roy, Roy spares him. So if Roy is trying to get him to see the plight of the replicants in terms of what they have, you know, basically their lives as slaves on some other world, you know, doing manual labor, you know, he needs somebody to to carry on his work. And if Roy's about to die, well, you have Deckard to really pass along your message. So that 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 was my overall theory and what I got, and which is why I really liked Roy as a character and his dialogue with Deckard because he was getting Deckard to think, you know, to you know, stop killing us. You're just, you know, you're not thinking for yourself. Start thinking, and that's why just in that conversation that he had right before Roy died on the rooftop that 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 those are some of my highlights which is why I'm not giving the movie a failing grade because it kept me guessing so yeah and i will agree with you for the most part now i didn't take it the full step of you know um the theory that maybe he's a replicant but i could definitely see how that might work I, definitely but for me i just thought basically the same gist that you're explaining was that he has to, and even if, if Harrison Ford is a, a human, they have to find out, replicants are trying to find a way for humans to care about right. them, to see them as, uh, for lack of a better word, equals, I guess, as yes. human, or yeah. as human as a human is, because I know that sounds really weird, but I don't know how else to phrase that. But that's why he wanted, that's, that was the whole point of that end scene. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, but isn't, so as the replicants get older, get closer to four years, Mm -hmm. they start gaining emotions, right? Right. Okay. So if, if Roy is truly a, a, not a human, but he, he is experiencing human emotions, he loved the replicant that, uh, Deckard had just killed. Yeah. Yeah, And you see that. So you can tell. Like almost immediately after that, he has the opportunity to kill Deckard. Yes, and he but, doesn't. Yes, but it's more important. But but to it, not avenge the woman he loves, but to help his in, his entire race, which is an easy right. thing to to think when you're not experiencing human emotions. But okay, the but, human emotion of seeing the person you love get killed in cold blood that typically clouds someone's judgment to where they can't make a decision. Oh, I need to keep him alive so he can see my plight. Your the human emotion is revenge. Granted, but you don't know how much emotion he's experiencing. 
as much yeah. as, as possible because he's at his four-year expiration. Right. But as much as possible isn't necessarily the same amount as a human will have. Well, sure. this, this was a big pothole for me, too, because my understanding from the way that they explained it, when Deckard went to uh, the, uh, what's it called, the Tyrell Corporation, you know, mm-hmm. to go go meet with the, the boss. And His that's creator, first, essentially. Yeah, that's, yeah, where he first meets Re- Rachel. I thought Rachel was the only one that had human emotions because they gave her memories. I didn't know. I It just made it seem like Rachel was the only one, but obviously the other replicants had emotions. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. Cause the way I understood it from, and um, I meant to say this too, when you were talking about it earlier, but when they ask the questions, it's to provoke an emotional response in the uh, replicant. That was the uh, purpose of those questions because they do develop emotions over time or that that's what they had explained in the beginning. And, uh, that, that was how they identified them somehow it was somehow based on whatever questions they were asking. If they had a certain emotional response, they would know it was a replicant. Yeah. That was a confusing part for me. Just the whole, who has emotions, who doesn't, because oh, yeah. it seemed like, well, that the whole was thing's confusing. <laughs> well, and, and Ruth pointed out what I think is a plot hole there as well is, Deckard said it usually takes 30 questions to figure out if this is a replicant or not. And he said it took a hundred questions for her, but to, to me and uh, to Ruth, obviously you pointed this out. That doesn't make sense. Cause if you get to 30 questions and you haven't found emotion yet, you would have just stopped. You would stop and assume it's a rep. It's a replicant, right? No, you would assume it's a human. It's a human. Okay. You assume it's a human because he said, how long, how many questions does it typically take to identify a replicant? He said 20 to 30. He said it took over a hundred for her. And I'm going, why would you have bothered to ask right. more would, than 30? Yeah, you would have would, just said, well, she's human. Right. Stop at 30. She's a human. Move on with Because her he didn't tell her. He goes, I want to try a negative test first. Right. So that doesn't make sense no. to me. Andre, are, are you with us or? Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, when you're dealing with conceptual theoretical type ideas and movies especially artificial intelligence and introducing human emotions to robots or synthetic beings yeah it's just you're you're working on theories that aren't aren't even true yet just it's just kind of like any movies that introduce uh space and time travel things like that you you can get in some muddy water just because it's all theoretical and yeah, just you're you're just running off of stuff that isn't true yet. Right. It would have made more sense to me if in the movie he had said, "Oh yeah, she's human," and then Tyrell was like, "Actually, she's not. Right. She's a replicant." That would have made more sense. Because yeah. to me, I'm like, well, Harrison Ford wouldn't have continued to uh, ask fifty more questions. Right. So but that was just a small thing, but yeah. Kevin's much more interested in potholes like that. But that was the one thing that did stand out to me. Well, and while we're on plot holes, another thing that didn't make any sense to me. So they said that six replicants crashed, two of them died immediately. So there were four left and they were trying to find these four. They didn't know who they were or anything. So they sent the first guy to go ask questions of people and they show that interrogation where he's asking questions of the one guy and the the replicant who ends up shooting him, right? Yep. So they're like, oh, we found one of the replicants by questioning him, you know, through this extensive process of, of, you know, this interrogation. 
And so when they've just brought Deckard in, they're saying, so here's one. Oh, and here's pictures of the other three. Huh? I thought you, I thought you had no idea who the, who all four of them were. And that's why you were doing this interrogation in the first place. <laughs> and then you're just like, now here's the other three. How did you find them? And if you yeah, have pictures know. of these three, why didn't you have pictures of the fourth one and could have known he was a replicant before getting your guy killed? Yeah, that's actually something I didn't pick up. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make sense. You're right. So point for me. <laughs> I mean, I noticed that too, because it it did make, like, why would they have, inter- I did notice that part, but I didn't take it the step further as far as, oh yeah, by the way, here are the other three. Because yeah. they did say like, oh, the six of them tried to get into the Tyrell Corporation, two of them burned or however yeah. they described it. So we assumed they were going to try to infiltrate another way. And yeah. that was why they were interrogating new employees. Right. But, so, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense that they would need to do the interrogation, yet they already have the pictures. Something <laughs> doesn't work. Okay. Um, one scene I want to talk about, Andre, the the second time Rachel goes to Deckard's apartment. Oh, gosh. That was, we've That's already talked about how it was slow, but it was very uncomfortable. And I don't understand that at all because what, from what I had to look this up on the internet and I was like, what's going on here? And apparently what the director is trying to show is that Deckard and Rachel have fallen in love, but I did not get that at all. I I looked over to Ruth and I, I said, I'm pretty sure I asked you. (laughs) I mean, we looked together. We were like, did he just rape her? Like I, it looked, it didn't look consensual. And yet apparently, that, that was, was to be true, true love. love I, yeah. How did you see that one, Andre? No, that was that. So just, I'm glad you brought it up because it was it was probably my most disliked scene of the entire movie, and, and, and nothing about it, um, nothing about it was even relevant to any of the characters. And and I, I mean, it it doesn't. It didn't so fit in the movie whatsoever. No, and it was very uncomfortable because it was borderline rape. I mean. I mean, I, I I don't really know what's going through Deckard's head in that scene. I don't, and either. I don't know why he is doing that, or hers and I don't for know, that matter. <laughs> right, right. And so I I don't know if it was an attempt to show Rachel is you know more human than she is replicant, but no, it, it was it was an un- unnecessary scene that not not only did it not add anything to either the characters or the storyline. It took away from it, and and no, I agree. I think it was very borderline, if not, if not, you know, forcible rape. I mean, I mean, it was, it was awkward and very uncomfortable. No, I agree. Right. Yeah. And then when he came back later, and he's like, "Tell me you love me," and she goes, "I love you." I go, "So did he just force her to say that she <laughs> right. loves him?" I she's, don't get it. She's like are so they terrified yeah. of right. him that like, she no. would say what? Are they really wants? in love? Yeah. No, it just it just I made it abundantly it. clear that that Deckard has got some serious issues. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, that's yes. that is very clear in the movie. Um Well, what was more disturbing is that you said it was supposed to be this true love scene I mean, and I'm that's like what I'm I don't know who online. who thought that like and and all the people on set were were on board with it. Like, yep, it, it works. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just it makes you wonder like what was going through every person's head that was involved in that scene. Well, and mainly the director. He that he was telling the actors, well, do I this, know, do but, that, and he got what he wanted. And that's yeah. what he wanted. I don't understand it. I, I don't get it either. But um all right, there's one more scene that I don't understand, and maybe either one of you can help me figure this out at the the very end. 
And Ruth, you already said you want to change the ending to this movie. But at the very end, uh, Deckard and Rachel are leaving. Now, this is in the final cut. In the final? Heard, but you read that the endings are different, correct? Yes. In the different cuts. But this okay. is the final cut is Ridley Scott says, this is it. This is the movie I wanted to make. The other okay. versions, like the studio made me do things I didn't want to do. The okay. final cut right. is what he wanted. Okay. And they find that little figurine, the paper figurine, that means that the other cop that had been following Deckard around the whole time. The Asian cop? Yeah. He was there. And his right. job would have been to, to kill Rachel. Kill Rachel. But and then they and then they just walked out. So what does that what does that scene mean to to you guys? Andre, why don't you start? No, and I gosh, I, <laughs> it, all it means to me is confusion because I didn't really understand. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, he says that at the very end. I, uh, what does he say? He says, um, "Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember that last thing." He I think said, I know what you're trying like, to say, but look, to something to the effect of "She has to die too," right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like we all die. She has to die, or something like that. But I, I, I don't, I don't understand the connection that was trying to, to you know, that, that little origami thing was trying to establish between that cop and then Deckard and Rachel. I, I have no idea what that meant. None. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had two guesses and they were t- opposite, uh, ideas, I guess. Well, throw them out there. One what well, cause I was, I felt confusion at first. At first I just went, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to convey. That's but then, where I am. That's where well, Andre but, is. Well, but then when I thought about it more, I thought, okay, so it could mean one of two things. Either it's A, uh, I'm leaving this here because I'm coming after you. Like, <laughs> here's the warning. Like, but why wouldn't he just get or, there? Well, or the, then the other option is that since he was there and did not kill her, then he's basically saying, I'm supposed to kill her, but I'm letting you get away. Okay. Maybe that sounds plausible. Because again, if he were there and he had already said this line that none of us can remember, but essentially is saying, my job is to hunt Rachel down and take her or retire her. That's how they phrase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have, like you said, he would have done it. So... So I feel like it's saying, I know that you're, you're with her. And I'm, that was his way of saying, I, I told you that because I had to. Yeah. Okay. That, that would make sense. I, if, I mean, I don't know if that's right, but that's it, the only it, thing I can think of. It would make sense. And it does go along with the other endings. So I think in the theatrical version, the movie doesn't end there. Then Deckard and Rachel get away and they're happy together. And actually they say that Rachel was not built with the four year expiration date. And so in the original theatrical movie, they live happily ever after apparently. Uh, okay. But that's not what Ridley Scott wanted to do. The The studio made him do that. So if this is truly Ridley Scott's story, we don't actually know if that would happen. But what we do know is Deckard survives because there's a second movie coming out later this year. So potentially that second movie is going to answer some of these unanswered questions. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the main reason why I got this movie anyway was just so I can, I can watch the new one that's coming out <laughs> later this year. Yeah. And not, and not feel so lost. <laughs> I, so I was excited about the new one. 
which made me excited about this one. And then I watched this one and now I don't care about the new one. Oh no, really? I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what happens just because again, the ending is so confusing. Yeah. But I can just read the spoilers online. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. You're you're afraid you'll waste two more hours. Oh my of- god! If I if I have to sit through two more hours of what I sat through for this, I I might never watch another movie again. Oh stop oh, no. it! <laughs> oh gosh, you're so dramatic. <laughs> well, here 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 are some other things that I like just to just to maybe leave a, a not such a, a, sour a downer. <laughs> So a lot of people love this. Movie. I know they do. And I don't I know. And I'm kind of confused as to why. Like I like, OK, so you guys have convinced me already, like not 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 enough to hate the movie, but I did move my rating down to a six. So this movie is not worthy of its cult classic status and regarded as one of the best sci fi movies. It, it's agree. not even near the top. No, movie. not like, at all. And so, I'm with you. But, I love sci-fi movies too, but yeah, this would do. not yeah. be at the top for me. Yeah. And I mean, we've had some really good ones recently. I mean, even uh, just off the top of my head, a couple Tom Cruise ones with just, uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw Edge of Tomorrow or, um, yeah, yeah that was good uh, or Oblivion. I love those mm-hmm. two movies. Those were excellent. They run but, uh, together. I honestly, I can't think of which one is which. Yeah. Oh, one of them, one of them where, where he, he repeats the day. Okay. He repeats the day. The other one is where there's, well, I don't want to give a spoiler, but he's only got a, a section of the world and he can he yes. can't leave the boundary. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, they think that the world is uninhabited, basically. Yeah, right. And yeah. they're having to move to another world. So they're yeah, draining so all the oceans and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, okay. I love, I love 80s music and I, I thought that this was just, just perfect 80s music for the movie there were a few songs I didn't really care for really the the songs between Deckard and Rachel those were just kind of it almost kind of had like this like 30s like 1930s type cop classic type songs or music or whatever but like the the intro song to the movie the ending song I really love those scores and I thought they did an excellent job of just depicting how how awful society was in the future it just had this really gross grungy um you know feel that even though in terms of technology and science things have advanced really really far you know society itself was not that great it it was it was dirty it was dark and it did not look like a really friendly place and i thought in terms of sets i thought they did a great job of creating that type of vibe in that in that visual look oh they, yeah they, they they definitely Absolutely. did i mean that message came across loud and clear <laughs> everything's doomy and gloom right which when i don't like the movie and then everything is doomy and gloomy anyways it just kind of makes me not like it more but but they did do a good job with that but um, I agree. That was the point they were trying to make, and they, it came across well because it is. that you felt that way. <laughs> and the music, I I, I, I remember, didn't notice honestly. I remember some of the music. It was kind of like it was eighties ish. It was like a little bit techno-y stuff, like electronic music. Yeah, um, I'm curious uh-huh. to go back and listen now. But um, I don't know when when I just don't like I said, I'm such a plot guy I'm such a story guy and because the story just didn't do anything for me those secondary things I like it's hard for me to even notice them because I'm, no, I'm lost and trying to figure out something I like about the plot 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I honestly don't blame you guys for not liking this movie. I, I just, I, I am with you. I, I think this movie is not nearly deserving as a, you know, the the high rating that it's getting, uh, you know, really universally <laughs> for so many people. I, I don't think it it's that great. But I think you bring up a lot of fair points about what good things there are about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I can definitely see, Andre, how you like it more than, than I do personally because I'm so story-focused and uh, I don't really like when there's ambiguity. I, I want the story to tell me what happened. And this leaves <laughs> so much ambiguity and so much, so many questions. And I, I'm a, I like the philosophical questions, but I don't like story questions. I, yeah. want, I want you to tell me a complete story and my, I can go off and think about philosophically, what does this mean? Well, that's why pe- different people like different yeah, movies. Right. I and mean, so if, if that's something pe- that Other people can appreciate things like Andre's saying, like, well, I, I like how it depicted this because it came across as society sucks. Right. And you get that immediately in this movie. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I don't need, you know, to try to convince anyone else not to like the movie. Um, <laughs> but I can see how, other people who like movies for different reasons could like this movie more. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to be very interested to see the kind of the comments and uh, feedback you guys get from this podcast. I want to hear from the diehards, the people that love this movie. I know I would love to, cause, cause you know, I'm interested even, you know, just because someone disagrees with me, I'm still very interested in what the reasons are for loving this movie. And so many people do. So right. um, I've looked up some of it, but I would, I would like to hear someone say it. I'll have to see if any of the other movie podcasts have episodes on this one. It certainly is an interesting movie to talk about, but it is, it's not one I'm going to watch over and over. No, let me put it that way. <laughs> Even if I liked it, I wouldn't want to watch it over and over because it's so dark and gloomy. It's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like the toys. It's, there was a really Oh, creepy. yeah. The, the the inventor guy. Yes. Toys. Yeah, Ruth God, that's like going to give me nightmares. <laughs> I am not kidding. That's as bad as clowns. Ruth hates clowns. That thing, oh, that was so scary and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But and it, it, it never showed what happened to that guy. You know, he, he leads him into the Tyrell. He murdered him. Oh, yeah. No, they he got murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It show that no Roy you uh you find out later I, I don't remember how they phrased it but Roy killed him yeah oh shoot that's why I, he ran I, I guess away I missed from him. that yeah yeah I, I knew he ran but I don't I don't remember it showing anything after that they didn't show oh. it there was a line or something uh I don't remember exactly but he he killed him yeah I, I mean I I so I will definitely watch this movie again just because. I feel like, I mean, out of all these things that you guys have brought up, I feel like I missed a lot already, but I'll well, probably end up watching fair, it again. to be fair, Kevin takes and, uh, notes. <laughs> I miss a lot <laughs> too, usually. Kevin, Kevin's the note taker. <laughs> and you should see the handwriting because I'm trying to write but still watch the movie. And like I can't even read half of what I've written <laughs> on the notepad. <laughs> all right. I think... I think we've beaten the horse. He's, he's dead for well, sure. I mean, unless Andre has other, you know redeeming qualities he wants to mention do you have anything andre gosh i i I, I honestly like i I enjoyed the movie enough that i know i'll watch it again and i'll watch it again just uh probably later on this year just to get ready for the 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 new new one that's coming out yeah but uh 
uh, this movie definitely has its flaws. It really does. Um, I do think that it, it is an intriguing enough um, story uh, and just in terms of, yeah, just kind of like you're saying those philosophical questions that, that I really enjoy. And those are the kind of movies that I like to go see anyway. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's a movie that is regarded very highly among, uh, you know, movie buffs. And I don't think it deserves that, that status, but I don't know. I think it deserves a little bit more than a two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sticking my guns. It's, it's a two for me, which, um, a couple of my other two movies are, and I, Andre, you can give just a quick, you know, one sentence. How, how do you like these movies? Um, Birdman. Haven't seen it yet. Okay. Haven't seen it. I did not like Birdman. Um, I think I have Hugo as a two. Oh, haven't seen that I'm surprised you had it as a two. You hated that I mean, it might as well be a one. Um, (laughs) Boyhood. Gosh, those are three. I I am strike three. I'm out. I haven't seen either of those three movies. Well, I think part of the reason we watched those was because they were all Oscar. Yeah, they're Academy Academy Awards movies. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, around those times... We like, hear oh. so much about how great these movies are. And uh, Ruth and I have learned if the Academy likes it, we just probably aren't going to like it. Not well, always. I can tell you for at least from last year, Moonlight and Fences, mm-hmm. you could you could not watch two more depressing movies ever in your life. Yeah. Agreed. Like, we we watched watch Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Nothing about those movies are have any type of redeeming quality or feel good uh, story it is just depressing movies yes we watched moonlight and that was just raw hit you in the gut emotion yeah and moonlight is actually our very first podcast we ever recorded and it will it will never see the light of day because (laughs) we i didn't have the proper equipment and the audio quality is just so bad I, i can't release it yeah, but that that's okay. I don't don't hate me if I don't go and listen to it. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it's it's not going to get published anyways. But yeah, well, it's just yeah, no, th- those kind of movies. Um, gosh, yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah, uh, there's a difference make- between Academy movies and the movies that are entertaining. Yeah, 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 definitely. This this feels like Blade Runner feels like an Academy movie to me. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to find out too. So. I mean, I get it. I get I. I I understand, I guess, why there's such a cult following for it. And I think it is because of the overall theme of the movie. I think and it's the theme and the fact that there are so many open questions. So people can argue all day. Right. Did this mean this? Did this mean that? And they just, their minds just keep spinning on it. Right. And that's what makes it an interesting movie. Now, yeah. do I want to particularly watch it over and over? No. Yeah. But I, I get why so many people, I guess, are so enthusiastic about it. But certainly uh, not at the top of my list. No. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's show. Andre, thank you so much for being with us. Um, luckily, Ruth made it to this one, but uh, I'm so glad you were able to fill in just in case she couldn't. <laughs> and um, Honestly, I was hoping I wasn't going to make it either. Just you're, you're ready to get that I'm baby done out. Being pregnant. Hey, well, it was a true pleasure. <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy you guys invited me. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Yeah, and uh, anyone listening to this, um, go check out Andre's podcast. Yes. Before you listen to ours, you can listen to his. He doesn't do spoilers. Um, nope, as, zero spoilers. <laughs> well, and he sees a lot more new releases. Right. We don't get to. Yeah. So... <laughs> And I, hopefully this was fun for you getting to talk about the ending and all that stuff because you don't get to do that on yours. 
Yeah, no, no. This, but this was a very different kind of podcast. I very much enjoyed it. Good. All right. Um, that'll do it. Thanks, guys. Actually, wait, wait. That most certainly will not do it because the most important part of this podcast is my wife's rating and I forgot to ask her. We are actually recording this days later because I realized when I edited this, Ruth never gave her rating. So, Ruth. No, I didn't. What do you rate this movie? Well, I I don't really want to watch it again. So, <laughs> I know it's going to be below a five. Okay. But there's things that I can appreciate about this movie and I understand why so many people like it. I may not understand why they love it, but um, I would say... Maybe a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. I, I get that maybe it was groundbreaking at the time, but watching it now, it there's, <laughs> yeah, it just, it's so slow and I just, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it either. Okay. So, uh, for all those people out there that love this movie, you know, I understand if, you don't want to listen to our podcast now. But. <laughs> Send me your hate mail because I'm giving it a two. So Ruth is almost double my score. So yeah, I will. Well, Send me the hate mail because I can appreciate some of the things about the movie. And like I said, back when it came out, I'm sure it was groundbreaking, but I bet it sucked when it came out. <laughs> well, that's we'll my never opinion. know my because opinion. we would have been too young to see it. Well, I would have been three years until I was born and you would have been five. Right. So we didn't exist. No. Well, I didn't. I knew it came out in the 80s. I didn't remember what. 82. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so, sorry. Anyways. Okay. So, Ruth, so there we go. Ruth, three and a half from the most important reviewer. And I apologize <laughs> profusely. I don't think that's true. For not uh, getting your, your um, rating earlier. So thank, okay. thank you, I Ruth. did notice, but I didn't speak up well then jump just tell me <laughs> i know but you know how much i hate rating just you it's should. just it's too hard okay all right three and a half thanks ruth okay if we ever do a special episode of the most overrated movies of all time you can be certain blade runner will make the list kevin gives it a two ruth a three and a half and andre a six if you love Blade Runner, tell us why we're wrong on Facebook.com slash WeTalkAboutMovies or Twitter at WeTalkAboutMovi and of course our website WeTalkAboutMovies.com Next week, we're welcoming a pair of guest hosts, Mikey and Jen from the Big Screen Breakdown Podcast and we'll be talking about John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2. Keanu Reeves has carried these movies to ratings of 7.3 and 7.8 respectively on IMDb. I can already tell you this is going to be a heated discussion, so you will not want to miss this episode. And in the meantime, check out the Big Screen Breakdown to get to know Mikey and Jen. And tune in next week when we talk about John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2.